Hey guys, welcome back to But Why Should I Care with Deanna Huff and me, Ellie Huff. Uh, today we're just going to be talking about the gospel and how we can make it um, just more approachable and in the sense of being able to share the gospel with anyone, even people that disagree with you, and it'll be a welcoming conversation because that's what um, the gospel should look like and it shouldn't look like uh, the stereotype of Christianity right now that's um, abrasive or aggressive. This should be something that um, expresses love and truth equally. So um, me and Deanna have been um, <laughs> just discussing what this past year has looked like and with pandemics and just um, a lot of hurting and just kind of a general um, questioning of everything. People are losing their jobs and we, we can't see our, our family or our friends and our community is just kind of broken down and we've had to navigate through that and just like try all these new things to just kind of continue to have purpose, I yeah. think. Communicate, um, relate. Yeah, yeah, all those things. And so um, it's interesting because a lot of my friends in my like college community and what I've seen on TikTok, um, <laughs> I'm proud of it. I'm okay with it. Um, I've just seen a rise in um, this desire to learn about things like astrology and things like, um, you know, new age kind of ideas or just a general apathy towards, you know, God right now. So all, all this this time of, of hurting and um, pain is kind of something that we're all experiencing in different ways and, and at different levels and different capacities. So it's kind of the perfect time to have these conversations with people. Especially when people are trying to make sense of things and they're looking for something to, one, make them feel better Mm -hmm. and they're searching for some kind of outlet to have relationships and all all those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so this is uh, something that um, has been on my heart a lot um, over this past year and just I've had all these great experiences with people and great conversations with people and um, just having little tips, little tricks um, to navigate conversations sometimes is um, beneficial. So this is just a little bit about what we've learned and what we've gathered over this past year. Yeah, and who have we gathered it from, most importantly, is God's Word right. and the example of Jesus and mm-hmm. what He set before us. And one of the things that I looked at, I can't remember actually when it came out, but it was compiled a couple of years ago, leading with questions, and it's has 339 questions that Jesus asked. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I like about it is that it goes through all these questions, and as you're looking at them, you think, oh, he's just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just in the conversation. It's, it's such a normal part of who he is that, mm-hmm. of course, he's God, right? right so right, right. it's a normal part of who he is and what he came for. And so... It's not like he's going and searching for someone to talk to in particular, but it's like along the way, he's just talking to people. And I think that's the example that he's setting for us, Mm -hmm. right? He's intentional. He knows what he's doing. But we look at that and we can say, oh, sharing the gospel, sharing truth, that looks like in our everyday conversations. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the things, especially when I'm teaching students in apologetics, I tell them, I want the gospel to become such a normal part of your life that you're sharing who God is Mm -hmm. even when you don't know it because it's so normalized. And it's like explicit too. It's not like, oh, I'm just like living my life and I'm hoping that people see that I'm trying to do what is right and ask me about it because 
guess what? Hindus do that. Buddhists do that. Mormons do that. Like, Catholics do that. Like, all sorts of people that are uh, believing in or are devout towards a certain religion, they'll all do those things too. So we need to be explicit about what we believe by what we say. And this is just about how it's, it can be, it can be normal. It doesn't have to be like the stigma of like, oh, I, I have to bring up God now in a religious conversation using this script that I have of all of these arguments that I've compiled in my tool belt over the past years, you know? Uh, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not bad that you use different tools or, no, yeah. or that you begin using, you know, thinking about what you're going to say and kind of think through scripts, but you don't want it to be so robotic yes, that it's yes, not yeah. a casual conversation. And like a loving, emotional conversation. Like you're, you're trying to access this like different, um, because you're, you're accessing a different part of the human by talking about God, you're like, uh, you're moving past just like rationalism mm -hmm. to this like emotional response because that's, and that's not all salvation is like both are necessary. Um, but it's God draws through the Holy spirit. And that's not something that we rationally even understand. I don't think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, right. Mark four right. speaks to that. He's yeah. like, Hey, you go plant the seeds and then you wake up and you're like, Hey, how'd that blade grow? Yeah. Exactly. So we don't really know how that actually works. What we know is that he uses us in mm -hmm. the process right. of sharing the gospel with people. So when Jesus is, is with his disciples, you know, he, he asks simple questions like he he was talking about in Matthew five, you know, a lot of people talk about Matthew 5 because it's the Sermon on the Mount right. and you're, you're going into that. And he says, you are the salt of the earth. And then he asks this question, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? Mm -hmm. And we don't think, oh, like he just asked a question right there. And what he's doing, what, what it seems or appears that he's doing mm -hmm. is he's drawing out for them to think about what what is really important and what is truth and how do you be saved right. and and all of those things and so when we ask questions sometimes it really gives the ability for the other person to think about mm -hmm. what they believe right right i agree with that uh so let's just kind of like break down some steps you want to do that for, yeah you yeah know. okay so we kind of talked about these a little bit um i said the first like important thing that you can know or uh, remember when you're in conversations is ask questions, ask good questions. So you just brought that up. Yeah. So um, this whole idea of the Socratic method. So um, Socrates would um, in ancient philosophy would utilize questions to get the person to where he wanted them um, rationally, like without throwing the truth in their face. He asked questions that would, um, lead them or guide them in a certain direction um, to think what he thought, but they came up with that whole process of thinking, that whole workflow themselves. Mm -hmm. And so you're, the other person stands there and they're like, wow, I, I do agree with that because I just, you know, you asked me these questions that made me think, oh yeah, I do. I do think I believe that. Um, it's not just like, this is the gospel 
and then like that's it i don't know what else to say ask people questions because people love to talk about themselves and what they believe right yeah and i think greg kokel does a great job on this he has a book that's called tactics he they just had a 20th anniversary on this and if you're wondering kind of how you can get started in in some of those ideas as far as something that's in addition to the Bible, not that you need more than that, (laughs) but in addition to, but also just reading through the gospel accounts, reading through the gospel accounts, watching how Jesus is interacting with people. I think we miss that. You know, we always want to go to somebody else in particular, and I think that that's good Mm -hmm. how God's gifted people. But if we look at the gospel Mm -hmm. accounts, or if we look through the Proverbs, you know, as we're looking through the wisdom of his word, we can see, oh, wait, this is the way Jesus just lived. Yes. So that's, Jesus used the Socratic method. Obviously, Jesus is God. He already (laughs) knew he was doing that. But like, if you were to put a word on it, like the process of asking those questions because you see Jesus asking the Pharisees questions, the Pharisees asking Jesus questions. Uh This is the Socratic method. Yeah, Yeah. and and I'll tell you, even before the Socratic method, we can even say that God God (laughs) in the beginning, in the in the first few pages of Genesis when he says you know, when when they're like they went and they ate the fruit and and they're like, Oh man, I really messed up. Like you really messed up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, and they're hiding and God's like what you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But hey, hey he knows. He and, knows. And he's just leading them to be like, oh, I've I've done wrong. I, yeah. I ate of the tree. Uh, I did what was wrong. And so yeah. that's, that. that he, like, God didn't have to look at them and be like, you did what it was wrong because that's more abrasive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Socratic method can lead to, uh, can lead <laughs> to a more loving conversation, but doesn't always. So Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and two, one of the things about asking questions is making sure you're defining your terms. I mean, this is across the board. We are in a time when we have to define our terms. One of the things that is so important. So a student came in today, you Mm -hmm. know, and this happens regularly for me. In fact, I I have to think about all the conversations (laughs) I have because it's like, hey, Mrs. Huff, what do you think about? And I'm like, they don't give me easy ones, you know? It's like the Trinity or election or, yeah, and you're going, hey, hey, can you give me something easy? Come on, like how to cook poop and grit or something like that. (laughs) They never ask you that, do they? No, no, of course, I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) I have to to read a recipe. (laughs) I'm not the best baker, it's true. But I do love cooking dinner, right? Right. So anyway. Baking meaning sweet goods. Not the best of that. Anyway, moving on. Yes. I digress. So (laughs) in saying that, is that one of the things that was asked to me today is, what do do you think about predestination? And I said, what exactly do you mean by predestination? What do you mean, you know, what does that mean to you? And so you have to make sure you're on the same page. Mm -hmm. You know, and we can, it's so easy to take this and look at so many words today, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even emojis change, but yet they used to mean the same thing. I mean, this yeah, is like a six-week yeah, yeah, period, and yeah. you used to put the laughing face, mm-hmm. right? Right. People crying, you know, they're yeah. laughing so you hard. You know what they're and starting now, to do now? Now what do they do? They put the skeleton. Yes. Because, wait, did you know that? Yes, that's, that's why I so said it. That's so funny. Oh, my goodness. You're <laughs> yeah. cultured. Okay. Uh, they, they put the skull emoji because it's like, I'm laughing so hard, I'm, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. funny. Right. But just in a small amount yes. of time, someone in my generation is going to put the laughing face. Yeah. Exactly. Someone in your generation 
is going to be a skull. And I'm going to be like, why are they talking about skulls and deaths? Wait, what is it? I thought I said something funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's key to, to ask, ask questions. questions and define your terms. That's Those are the two crucial things. And it doesn't have to be like a profound question. You're asking questions to understand what other people are thinking. So for instance, you know, um, <laughs> just the question of how are you doing? is a good question to ask um yeah. when you know there's people that will be like oh i'm doing good and you, you know you continue to ask about what they're doing in their life and then that gets to you know a deeper understanding of the person and then um occasionally you'll get the person that says i'm not doing well yes, um, and yes. you're like oh why why aren't you doing well i had a really good conversation with someone in a coffee shop a while back just i was sitting there he came up and sat down i'm sitting with my friends and you know you're in a coffee shop so people you know are pretty like community you know you you sit down with a cup of coffee and you sit there and talk to people and um so I said ah how are you doing and he says I'm doing I'm not doing so good and I said oh no okay um why why aren't you doing well and like this is a stranger okay um and he said you know I just moved here I don't have a lot of friends and all of these things and you just start to talk about them about their life and they open up and, and and you go uh can I you know and you don't even have to say it like this, but I was just like, uh, I know, you know, how I get through the day and how I find community. And then you just say, um, I've had the opportunity to like, um, I became a Christian when I was a young kid and, uh, through my life, it's just brought forth like this joy. And you don't even have to say it with all these like weird words. You can just be like, I literally wake up in the morning because I believe in God. And just be that honest with people because people want to hear what you have to say. They're not going to hear you say, I believe in God. And they're going to be like, oh, you know, I think all of these things about you. And just like we assume the worst is going to happen in conversations, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And so we don't mm -hmm. have the conversation. Just have the conversation. People love to talk about what they believe. And they're like, oh, so, you know, after that, he's like, oh, why do you believe in God? And to that, I use, you know, apologetics. So the next thing you want to do is study apologetics and not even for the sake of like, having every answer it's just for to relieve your doubt so that you can have these conversations with people grounded and you aren't like oh you know you have these conversations with people and then they they kind of convince you of what they believe and you're like oh you know what i don't know when the scripture was written i wasn't there maybe the quran was written first you know mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like these kind of questions can happen but once you're grounded you know what you believe then you can have these thoughtful, critical conversations mm -hmm. with confidence. And you're going to have more conversations with confidence mm -hmm. and courage mm -hmm. because of the Holy Spirit. And and you're not going to be afraid of the wrong answer. And this is why I tell my apologetic students when, I mean, we go over so much information. And normally after the first six or eight weeks, they start thinking, wait a second, I don't know anything. And now I have to study and know everything. Yeah. No, it's not true. And this is why I tell them, I say, listen, it's not that you have to know everything. It's that you want to be studying and growing yourself and deepening your theology if you're a Christian because it deepens your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And out of the heart is the overflow of the mouth, right? Right, right? So the more you hide God's word in your heart, the more you can speak those truths to, to other people in a loving, just mm -hmm. casual way. But also, as you study more, it's not so much, and this is why I tell my students what I, what I was leading to just a second ago, is that it's not that you know everything because the more I've studied, and when I tell this to people, they kind of roll their eyes at me, but I say, the more I say, the more I realize I don't how much I don't know. Yep. Like how little I actually know 
because God is so deep and so wide and so vast. And I feel like I'm only scratching the surface. Mm -hmm. But here's what I have learned is how to find the answer. Yes. And I think good. I think if we can learn to talk to people and say, you know, as as we're asking good questions, as we're learning apologetics, we're learning to find the answer and then we walk with confidence and then when we have the conversation and get to a place where they say, well, this is my answer and you counter that and then they say, well, I'm not satisfied with that. And, and you, you can honestly just say, you know what? I haven't looked into that as much and I, I wanna get back to you on that. I just did this yesterday with one of my apologetic students because they were talking about climate change and they were you know, what, the, the way that it related to the class and what we were talking about, I don't want to go into all the details about that, but we were talking about the cause and effect cosmological yes. argument. Yeah. And yes. so without going into all the details of that, you know, they were just saying, hey, well, what about this? Well, what about this? And I said, you know what? Let me get back to you on that. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about this tomorrow. Yeah. And, and so yeah. it gave me an opportunity to go home and and. And think about yeah, and, and that work through it, that. It exposes that we're human too. It's not like we have all the answers, and that's why it's so important to um, tell people about our faith that we have, and not that's just right. our reason and logic. It's not yes, um, there are incredible arguments to believe that God is real and what we should do with that because it's the most logical explanation, and that's beautiful because God gave us that ability to understand that much. But there is a level of faith because we do not have certainty of really anything. You could make the epistemology kind of like on that you can you can have that question later but um <laughs> how do we know what we how know? do we know what we know right yeah. so uh but disregarding that we have to have a level of faith in um in god and in um and that's what makes it so beautiful because we can't know everything and if there was an ability to know everything we would have to know everything so we can trust that god is omniscient omnipotent, omnibenevolent, all good, all powerful, all, um, all knowing. Uh, so he's going to do what is right and is going to allow us to know, um, what we need to, what know, we need for, to know. Yeah. For the conversation. And, yeah, exactly. So, uh, the next one I would say is to be open to having a conversation and listening. So just not making it such a, okay, I've prepared my my note cards, this is what I'm going to say, which isn't, isn't bad if that's, you know, your mode of, you know, um, having like an eloquent and precise conversation, but it can be as casual as having your friends over, eating some food and being like, hey, how's your week been? And then they tell you that they're doing great. And you're like, why, why is it going so well? And, you know, they talk about uh, relationships or things um, that are just happening that are really good in their life. And they're like, wow, you're like, uh, you know, God has really given you that ability. Have you seen how God is working in your life? Like, that's crazy that he would do that. And then if they don't believe in God, they're like, no, it wasn't, it wasn't God. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> tell me, tell me why you don't like think that that, like how all of this good stuff is happening to you and how it's just like, seems like it's all part of a plan. And then you just get to have these conversations about how God is good. Or you say something like, bringing up a question of philosophy and it can seem scary sometimes mm -hmm. because big words like theology and philosophy but it's genuinely asking questions like what one of my favorite ones to ask about is just like you're sitting at the table there's a lull in the conversation and you go so what is beauty 
Yeah. And, you know, people are like, oh, you know, this or that. Or what is love? What is friendship? You know, ask these questions with your friends and they'll have the conversation with you. And then that can ultimately lead to a gospel conversation. And the gospel doesn't have to be like, okay, now I have to say, you know, I'm a sinner. Jesus died for my sins and all they go through all of the fundamentals of understanding Christianity. Mm -hmm. But it, it can be, what do you have a question about, about God that I can like, that we can talk through? And I'm, I almost like talking about this in this way almost makes it a little too like academic in my personal opinion already because, but I, like these are really good things to talk about, but it's not as hard as we make it sound in church. Mm -hmm. And it's not mm -hmm. as hard as we make it sound, um, you know, when you're around your friends and there's not as much of a stigma as we think. And I think that this whole pandemic has kind of brought that like out in just the, the fact that like people want to know what is true. We know what is true. Therefore we can tell them about what is true, you know? So um, I think, I yeah. think one of the things that people, especially my generation have a challenge with is they, they've heard for so many years, you know, we don't talk about politics or religion yeah. or, you know, well, let's talk about some things you do talk about, yeah. and let's le let's allow those things to lead us to a conversation about God. And you mm -hmm. would be surprised at how many conversations. I mean, honestly, every conversation you have. I mean, it. You know, being that the Holy Spirit is opening the door for those mm -hmm. points to be able to be shared, exactly. and it, it, really, you can just talk about God with anyone, anywhere, at any time. And it, and one of the things that I think is really important is that I think that every day is another day of an opportunity for someone to learn truth and right. know Christ. Right. And Greg Kokel, you know, I mentioned earlier, he's the one that has kind of coined the term, put a rock in their shoe. Yes. And that really is what it's about. He says, you know, I'm not trying to make sure someone gets saved right that moment. Yes. But I want to put a rock in their shoe to get them thinking, hey, is what I believe true? Right. And we know truth because Jesus said, I am the truth. Mm -hmm. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And so we know that truth exists. And we know that Jesus said, sanctify, you know, the body with truth. And so if we have the truth, and we withhold that from our society. Mm -hmm. I, I just think that's such a wrongness. Right. So to get into the conversation, to be able to share the truth and ask God. And I know all of this starts with prayer. And we've kind of given three points that we want you to be thinking about. Mm -hmm. But be in prayer. Ask the Lord, how can I grow yeah. in my relationship with you to be able to share you with others? Yeah. And these are three points that you can kind of right. start with. So. Yeah. Why should we care? Exactly. So sharing the gospel, um, it should be easy. It should be it should be casual. And again, not in the desensitizing idea of it, not in the like, oh, it's 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 nonchalant. It, well, it's not like it's nonchalant. Right. Because it's a the gravity of the words of the gospel. Um, I'm currently in a um a go trip program where we're gonna go and um talk about Jesus in other places in the world and so we're getting training and um, just talking about uh, w the name of Jesus holds so much power that you could just say the name of Jesus and it already holds like a lot of power um, 
and I don't need to go into that, but just the fact that the gospel has so much gravity to it, but it you can talk about it so simply. Yes, comprehending and coping with the you know truths of the Bible, understanding ethics, understanding beauty in uh, the gospel. That Those are the hard things that you contemplate over, but it's not hard to share the gospel. Uh, I think we make it to where it's like, if we don't have all the answers, we can't share the gospel. No. That's not it because no one has all the answers. But Except God, right. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. I'll allow that. Yeah. Obviously. So, um, you know, people aren't going to look at you at the end of your conversation and be like, well, you couldn't answer the question of the Trinity. So it's OVR <laughs> over for me. I'm never going to love God. No. It's all about putting a logical rock in their shoe so that the other person is just like, hmm, I don't know. I'm a little curious if I'm right or wrong because mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. aren't going to. You know, with our culture today, they can just settle with the, like, I don't know, and I don't care. But, like, most people can't just, like, settle with that. That's right. And even if they do, they're choosing to settle with that, and uh, you can pray for them. And there will be a stirring in their heart um, once uh, the time is right, right? Um, You can hope. Um, So, uh, the next thing, why should I care? Because it's good for the soul. I think it's it's consoling, and that's where I was um, when I decided that um, I wanted to do some type of like mission field, um, you know, purpose in my life eventually. Because the best thing you can do once you start practicing this and putting it in your everyday conversations is you love the feeling of, and it. I I can't even put it in words. It is ineffable. It's like the feeling of the Holy Spirit being in your conversation and kind of guiding what you say and it's it's exhilarating and you're going to love and enjoy it once you you know put it into practice and stop worrying about what you're saying and worrying more about the person that you're saying it to right um you love people and you want to answer their hard questions because that's that's what it's about that's what this whole life is about i think Mm -hmm. is just Mm -hmm. learning truth learning uh beauty and learning goodness and all those things together Um, those three transcendentals, seeking those things will satisfy your soul, will give you motivation, will guide your conversation, and will just honestly put you in a place to have more understanding of the world and reality as far as we can know and more about God. Uh, Yeah, so share the gospel, put it in practice. I hope this one made you think.